This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The state of Montana says because of scammers on the property tax rebate application process, the state will now issue all rebates by a paper check sent through the mail to combat fraud. Starting August 24th, all checks will be sent via the mail instead of direct deposit. Quote, we expected fraud and already had measures in place to identify fraudulent applications. That's according to Montana Department of Revenue Director Brendan Beatty in a press release. Sending rebates by paper check will help us further reduce that fraud. Attorneys for Governor Greg Gianforti have asked a district court judge to throw out a lawsuit over a veto dispute that was part of the abrupt end of the legislative session in May. How and when lawmakers can override his veto, attorneys for the governor argued, is a political question between the executive and legislative branch and not subject to judicial scrutiny. The veto in question rejected a bill that retooled how Montana uses marijuana tax revenue with millions of dollars for county road repair projects and habitat conservation and restoration. Senate Bill 442 cleared both chambers in the legislature by wide margins, well past the two-thirds threshold to trigger an opportunity for lawmakers to override the veto after the session adjourns. The timing, however, of Gianforte's veto is a matter of dispute. Signed the same day the state Senate adjourned, the veto was never read across the rostrum, which conservation groups, counties, and several lawmakers say means that the upper chamber never had the opportunity to overturn it. The Montana Wildlife Federation, Wild Montana, and the Montana Association of Counties have sued the governor and the secretary of state asking a judge to declare the matter still subject to a poll for lawmakers to possibly override the veto. The governor, the according to the attorney's groups, cannot time his veto to preclude the legislature's ability to override it. Gianforti's attorneys have asked Lewis and Clark County District Judge Mike Menahan to dismiss the lawsuit saying that the private parties have no legal footing to force legislative procedures in between the two branches of government. The attorneys say the lawsuit is a political fundraising stunt for the plaintiffs. Montana's Attorney General Austin Knudsen says the recently passed law banning TikTok in Montana doesn't impede the First Amendment or violate commerce regulations. In a court filing by an attorney for Knudsen, he rejected all the arguments made by the social media app along with Montana TikTok users, including that the ban violated their First Amendment rights as well as placing an unfair restriction on commerce. Senate Bill 419 charges an app store $10,000 each time a Montana-based user downloads TikTok. And every day, those app stores keep TikTok after that. 
Republican Governor Greg Gianforte signed it into law in May, but it will not go into effect until January 1st of 2024. Knudsen says SB 419 doesn't prohibit messages, ideas, and content found on TikTok. Rather, it prohibits the use of a product in Montana, and the consumer protection interests of the ban is, quote, unrelated to the suppression of free expression. Biologists with the interagency grizzly bear study team will begin field captures of grizzlies in Yellowstone Park on August 28th. That will continue through the end of October. Capture operations will include a variety of activities, but in all areas where the work is being conducted, there will be warning signs. Yellowstone officials say it's critical that all members of the public pay attention to those signs. The U.S. Geological Survey, in conjunction with the National Park Service, will monitor the population of grizzly bears during this time frame. In order to attract the bears, natural foods such as fresh roadkill deer and elk will be used. Capture sites will be baited, and if indications that there are grizzlies in the area are found, culvert traps and maybe foot snares will be used. Once captured, the bears will be handled in accordance with strict safety and animal care protocols developed by the study team the U.S. Geological Survey, and the National Park Service. These areas around the sites will be posted with bright warning signs to inform the public. The signs will be posted along major access points to the capture site. It is important, officials say, that the public heed those signs and not venture into an area that has been posted. Two months after a railroad bridge collapse that sent carloads of hazardous product plunging into Montana's Yellowstone River, the cleanup workers are gone, and the mess remains. According to a conservation group, quote, what we've seen out there tells us there should be a second phase of cleanup. They need to come back, and they need to do a better job. That's according to Wendy Weaver, executive director of Montana Freshwater Partners. According to Weaver, thick mats of petroleum asphalt cover portions of sandbars. Oil-speckled rocks and bushes line the shore with chunks of yellow sulfur. In the middle of the river downstream from the bridge, a tangle of steel juts out of the water from a ruptured rail tank car. The railroad, Montana Rail Link, halted most cleanup work and stopped actively looking for more contaminated sites last week. They say falling river levels that have been exposing more pollution also make it harder to safely operate boats used by cleanup crews. Almost half of the 38,000 gallons of petroleum asphalt that spilled into the river has not been recovered. Senator John Tester has called on the Transportation Security Administration to delay a new rule that would require airports to physically screen employees rather than the TSA. In an August 18th letter co-signed by Republican North Dakota Senator John Hoven, 
the Democrat tester urged the Biden administration to delay implementation of the employee screening policy that the two say would impose undue burdens on airport operators. The TSA rule, which goes into effect to September 25th, would require airport operators to set up and pay for an independent security checkpoint to screen airport employees. The letter says smaller airports located in states like Montana and North Dakota would be particularly hit hard by the new policy. The senators agree that unscreened employees could represent a safety risk, but the policy's full financial and operational effects should be re-evaluated. Tester recently inserted similar language into the Department of Homeland Security funding bill that, if passed, would ask the TSA to delay the rule. And a large meteor over Montana caused a huge fireball visible across the state late Wednesday night. Astronomical observation cameras at the Montana Learning Center recorded video of the fireball at 10.33 p.m. Quote, this thing was so great, traveling at 18,000 miles per hour, that's according to Ryan Hanahoe, the executive director of the Montana Learning Center. The fireball from the explosion was so intense, he says, it was much brighter than the full moon. It literally lit up the ground. Hanahoe says because of the size of the meteor, people could find meteorites on the ground in Montana or in Canada. It's the largest recorded fireball since July of 2021. The Montana Learning Center is the largest observatory in the state and has seven cameras pointed at the sky 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Observations of the fireball have been submitted to the American Meteor Society from Big Fork, Helena, Missoula, and Immigrant. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.